Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Checking In. Y'all, it's going to be a fun one. When you've got a longtime friend that's checking in, you are bound for laughs, wisdom. I have no idea what he's going to share, but I'm so excited to have award-winning television producer, my personal friend, John Murray, is coming up next on Checking In. Y'all, welcome to another, another fabulous week of checking in. I cannot do what I do without you and your continuous support and those downloads. You got to keep those downloads going. I'm excited about today's episode because I've got a dear friend Ooh, going on a lot of number of years. Um, he has been a TV commentator, executive producer, pop culture expert, once again, did I say executive producer? Executive producer of the Emmy-nominated amazing show, The Sherry Shepherd Show. Please welcome my friend, John Murray. 
I love that because you always say my name like we're on Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones Gospel. <laughs> but John, he he calls me, so we talk, so he never gets to see how I look when I say it. John Murray. You know, we, <laughs> since we're here checking in, I'm, I'm just was checking into my checking in candle that I have from you over here. Still smells really good. So good that I haven't burned it yet because you haven't sent me another one. So just, Black you know, people. Just, Black people. Why don't we burn the candles? <laughs> Sometimes they smell too good to burn. Sometimes you just want to, you know. Burn that candle so you can get another one. Yes, I need to go. And I, I do need to go and get me another one. But it's wonderful. I love it. So as you see, wow. I, I have it right here behind me. Y'all, he is sitting in his office of the Sherry Shepherd Show. So I'm so thankful for his time. Is that Okay, let me guess what it is. NAACP award in the back. Oh, this little thing right here? Yes. <laughs> this is my NAACP image award that I got for season one of the Sherry Show uh, for outstanding talk shows. One of the executive producers, you get uh, one of the awards. So, yeah, I'm very proud of this, you know. There's another award on my other side. You can't see it in the shot, but it's called the Telly Award. So all of our digital campaigns and stuff that we use to launch the Sherry Show we got recognized for this was the Telly Bronze Award for uh, fun, joy, and laughter. And fun, joy, and laughter was the uh, part of the campaign that also got us Emmy nomination for season one. So we're excited that folks have connected with uh, our little show that could, and you know, won a few awards, nominated for some others. We just got nominated for a uh, People's Choice Award. So we're just grateful that people really are connecting with our message. You know. Well, that's what our relationship has been about. And uh, the relationship that you have with people translates very well on television because that's just who you are. A person that loves to have fun, full of joy, full of laughter. I met John uh, 2008 or before. I know what so the first time we met was brief. It was at one of the Soul Train Awards. You had just put out your solo album, Heart to Yours. Oh, 2002, uh, one. And, 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 and Tony Ferguson, who worked at Sony Records with your personal publicist now, Yvette No Shore, was handling you at the Soul Train Awards. Tony and I were good friends. He's a big champion of mine when I started in the business initially as a writer. And so he knew, I always love people who could bridge the gap. You, you are a church girl who's doing mainstream music. And Heart to Yours was your foray back into gospel music. So he knew I wanted to meet you. And uh, he brought me up and introduced me to you. He was like, this is your biggest fan. And he jokingly says, one day y'all going to get married. He was like, well, honey, where's the ring? And we laughed and we took a photo. Uh, and then years later, um, I was at the opening of The Color Purple in L.A. Uh, so you might remember that year better than me. And one of the guys who was in the ensemble of the show went to introduce us and he was like, I know who you are. You've been talking about me on the Tom Jordan Morning Show. I be hearing you. I love when you talk about me. And we laughed and he was like, here, stay in touch with me. But you gave me your email address, not your telephone number. (laughs) (laughs) But years later, you know, we built our rapport. And I remember there was something going on in the industry that I was like, hey, I want to give you some insight on something. And I sent you an email and you called me. I was on my way to the Toronto Film Festival Because I remember, I can see myself sitting in the airport when we had our conversation. And uh, we sat and talked, and we've been talking on the phone ever since. Y'all, listen, that's why you got to be careful how you treat people, because sometimes they remember more of, (laughs) I guess, maybe the person that's on the receiving end of various types of communication remembers more. 
I only gave you my email address. I'm sorry. <laughs> but listen, boundaries. You've learned that over time. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta start slow with people. I'm the same way now. You know, people will run up to me on the street now. Here's uh, the thing: working in this business, I've always had a level of notoriety. But being in people's homes every day, it's a whole different investment. Like people feel like they know you, and because Sherry and I are friends in real life, though I happen to be the executive producer on her talk show. People see our friendship and they try to emulate that when I run into them in the grocery stores and in the Target and places like that. And so people can be real aggressive and run up on you and be like, yo, give me your number. And so I had to learn how to establish boundaries because I, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't want the confrontation of, of an aggressive no, though I'm very comfortable with the word no. Um, but sometimes people can catch you in a weird predicament where they put you on the spot and you're trying to navigate out of it. And so Google Voice and those telephone numbers have worked to create a great alternative to the fact that, no, no, you can call this number. You just can't call the one that's, you know, getting direct access to you me. You just know? say go get this number. Yeah. Y'all, John and I go as far back to what was known as AOL Black voices yeah that was a good time such good times i always looked forward to looking to see what was going to be on aol black voices so you got your start you are a writer a music writer journalist like yeah yeah real journalism yes I went to uh, I went to an HBCU, Norfolk State University, inspired to go to an HBCU because I love the sitcom, A Different World. And I went to school and I would tell my professors, I'm not learning any of the technical stuff. I'm going to be a star. I'm working in television. I don't need to learn how to work a camera. Uh, that, that kid was so arrogant. Uh, even though he wasn't, he just had a vision, you know. But I had a professor that told me, he was like, listen, TV is going to be hard. And as a black man, it's going to be particularly harder for you to break into it. And you need to think of a, of a plan B. He was like, you're a really good writer. So I started taking journalism courses as my electives. And the whole dot-com boom was happening. Uh, all the digital uh, companies were happening. Everybody was really thriving in the digital space. And here I was, a college kid who created a newsletter after an internship at a radio station in D.C. that started generating national attention for me. It was based off my middle name. It was called Garrick News. I had it set up in a Hotmail account. And uh, people would come to the radio station or come into my market. They'd give me their email. And you had to email me to get added to my database because it didn't have one of those listservs and stuff like we have now to send out newsletters and stuff like that. So I amassed this database of celebrities. And, and then sometimes I signed into my AOL account and celebrities would hit me in an instant message. And then I'd have to hit some other celebrity I met and be like, yo, is this such and such celebrity's real uh, instant ma message chat name? But I, I had like four major celebrity friends who befriended me through instant message chat because they love the work. And so the newsletter turned into me working for a newswire called EUR Web. I was there a short amount of time. And then AOL had acquired Black Voices. And I got approached about doing what was initially a weekly column. And then when the, the age of the blog came about, they turned our weekly content into like daily content to kind of compete in the blog space. But my column was one of the most successful columns there. And so I left Norfolk State before graduating because the work and the money offers got so good. I was like, I can come back and finish this up later. Uh, but my writing career really took off. And here I am in D at the time I was in D.C. 
Uh, and even though DC had BET's headquarters, TV One's headquarters, Discovery had an office there, Sirius had a headquarters there uh, before merging with Sirius XM, um, it was a political town. And I was able to make a national name for myself as a writer. Uh, and one of the things that worked for me was that, for the most part, I was celebrity friendly. Uh, you know, sometimes celebrities would get mad if you just would report the truth about them, as celebrities often do. But I was wait a minute. I, well, you know, that's come not on true. I'm just <laughs> but I, I cared more about the human nature of celebrities than I did about the salacious nature of stories and a headline and uh, or what we now call clickbait or gotcha moments. And having that level of care for people and their humanity early on, and maybe it was the church boy in me, uh, it has served me well my entire career because many of those relationships that started when I was just a writer um, continue to flourish now and have even helped me with booking some of the guests and, and calling in some favors here at the talk show. Listen, let me tell you something. Everything that he is saying is true. I'll go to share this with you. Y'all remember those times I was co-hosting on The View or The Talk, Meredith Vieira? It is all because of John Murray's insight. And I have to thank him for that. Like, that is what I wanted to do was to be a co-host on one of these talk shows. And I believe it is going to happen one day. But... John could have, knowing that that's something that he wanted to do, he didn't have to tell me that. He could have easily just kept it to himself for himself to be on there. And we thought we were going to be doing Meredith Vieira together. Yes, because what people don't know is in this business, they do this thing called chemistry test, which is like musical chairs of auditioning. And so this one uh, summer week, uh, weekend it was, uh, we we all got brought into New York. Uh, and at the time, my agent was told I was the only man up for the job because I had gone in and met with NBC. They liked me. They're like, we want to figure out something to do with him. So they tried me out on Meredith's show. And after the first appearance, they offered me more dates to come back. And so I had done like 12 appearances on her show prior to we got to this secret test. But you and I never worked together. They had you working with everybody else. They had me working with everybody else. Yep. We never worked together. But we did this secret test that I'll never forget. You were like, well, why do I have to get there like three hours earlier than you? And I was like, I don't know. And you went there and they had you testing with another male entertainer. And you text me. And you was like, such and such entertainer is here. But they're not as good as you are on camera. So you should be fine. <laughs> and I remember I got your text message and I text my agent. I said, this is his job. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, they know what I do. They know why I'm here. And they've misled us into believing that I was the only man testing for this show. Now they brought this other guy in at the 11th hour. Somebody's called in a favor. I'm going to go and do what I do. But this is somebody else's gig. And that was the first time you and I actually got to work together. And it was a lot of fun. It was tons of fun. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Y'all, there is so much history here. I want to respect John's time, but I also want to respect everything that he is. But I want to go back to something that you said that is so important. When you were in college, you were talking about how you knew you wanted to be on TV. But someone told you, you probably should also get into writing. What do you think would have happened had you been too arrogant or prideful to take their suggestion? I, I probably would have ended up like a lot of people that I know who started on the pathway to entertainment, realized that it was tough. And, you know, you start living life, you start making bills, you start making babies, you start families, and you have to support that financially. So a lot of people needed to take jobs to support uh, their lifestyle, and that caused them to have to void their dream. 
And I was really blessed that um, the plan B, writing opened doors for me that I could not have fathomed for myself. Um, I was able to create my own space. It, it was the quintessential example of when time and preparation meet. I was prepared for that moment. Uh, but the timing of the business was wide open and I was someone who was able to make space. And so it's been great to see some of the people who now use social media uh, and digital media to make space and they're having success and they're vloggers and they're YouTubers and they're you know doing video content and stuff and, and cultivating an audience with it because that's what I was able to do with the print medium at that time. And so uh, I was able to be a full-time writer for 12 years and it opened doors for me. So uh, I was maybe mm. four or five years into my writing career when one day I got a call from a, a an executive named Sheila Eldridge who said, hey, the Tom Jordan Morning Show was interested in adding a younger voice to their show. They'd like to test you out. And so they booked me for a one-off segment. I did the segment the same day they made me an offer to join the show. So wow. I was at AOL Black Voices for seven years. Six of those years, I also was on the Tom Jordan Morning Show. So I had this rock star media life. Uh, 100,000 frequent flyer miles a year, five-star hotels, flying in, uh, to L.A., taking the Amtrak to New York to interview top music stars and top Hollywood stars because the industry respected my platform and my voice. And one of the graces that God gave me early into this thing was I could sit with a celebrity. They have done 25 interviews that day, and I would sit and have a conversation with them. And the biggest compliment to give a media professional is, oh my God, that's such a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. If I know you don't have done 30 interviews today as a part of some press junket and you say that to me, I've just gotten off. Like I'm, I'm, my ego is just like, yes. But at the end of these interviews, celebrities will say to me, there's just something about you. You're different than the regular industry guy. Can I give you my information? And listen, you know, I'm in my 40s now. So like, I remember there was a time where you go out with a music artist and they'd be like, yo, I got to hang out with you. Or can, can I call you for advice sometimes? I'm thinking... You got Grammys and you calling me for advice? And they would say, here's, uh, here's my um, two-way pager number. Uh, it changes every 60 days. If it changes, call my mama's house line and the code word is Gertrude. If you say Gertrude, she'll give you my new number and then I'll make sure I hit you back. Well, it was, I remember, like, and, and I was 19, 20 years old, hanging out with these bold-faced named superstars just because we'd have an authentic connection through conversation. So it was, a, it was an, a crazy time in my life, but I never tried to dishonor those relationships. And again, those relationships continue to serve me to this present day. That's so good because you have a genuine passion for inter all things entertainment. Broadway, film, television, music, everything as it relates to the arts, you have a genuine passion Versus, I don't know if it's because social media or what it is, it makes me scary about people's true intentions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got into this business because I love the business. Listen, I was a latchkey kid. You know, as a teenager, we lived in a, a, a two bedroom apartment. My mother worked, her husband worked, because uh, her husband was my daddy. Um, and uh, so I had to let myself in. Uh, after school and talk shows with my babysitters. You know, Ricky Lake was my babysitter. Rolanda Watts was my babysitter. Montel Williams was my babysitter. Uh, Sally Jesse Raphael, all those uh, hosts, they were my babysitters. And so I fell in love with this format. I fell in love with television. I fell in love with the escapism that TV provided. You know what I'm saying? I had that, uh, even as a preteen, I had an aunt that used to babysit me. 
Uh, mm. And when she would babysit me, she loved to watch the vintage talk show. So she would watch repeats of I Love Lucy and Leave it to Beaver. And I love the comedic storytelling of I Love Lucy. Mm. And my favorite iteration of that show is when Ricky went to Hollywood. And so I always had these visions and fantasies of getting to L.A. because I wanted to do what Ricky and Lucy did uh, on those episodes. And, and you know, so as, as kids, we're impressionable, you know. These are the foundations that are set. And so I, I had a clear vision that I wanted to get into this business. And then once you start in the business, um, I came in this business and I was just a black entertainment journalist. I could tell you what was going on with black celebrities and music in Hollywood. And that was it. Uh, but I realized in order to have greater success here, you had to be broader. And I'll never forget 2008. Uh, I was on the Tom Jordan Morning Show. My AOL column is thriving. Uh, Star Jones had a talk show on Court TV. And she called me and told me, she says, I really want you to come and do my show. And, and you know, Star with her voice, she's like, baby, you know, I know you got this black stuff down on lock, but I need you to be broader than that. So I'm going to have you come over here and talk about Britney Spears and a few people. Because, you know, you're an expert on them, too. And it, it stretched me. It required that I had to work a little bit. And the truth of the matter is the storytelling was still the same. Um, I you know, always brought wit and I tried to bring a comedic aspect to my storytelling. That was still the same. But it would require that I did a little research, which means I always had to be well read and I always had to study before I showed up to do a segment. And and so, you know, just being prepared, doing your research and having a, an appreciation for every facet of the business really makes you a well-rounded talent because the business changes. You know, I made a, a, a real joke about how a celebrity um, would give me their two-way pager number. We don't have no two-way pagers anymore. You know what I'm saying? Vinyl is having a resurgence, but it went out of style for a while. All of us used to have CD collections, but there are no CDs anymore. This industry changes and, and genres change. And, and we used to have just linear television and it would get 20 million viewers on a TV show. And now we have streaming networks. And so you have to be versatile enough to be able to pivot because if the sector of the business that you're working in goes out of style, what do you do next if you're not well-read? That's so good. Preparation and we've both been in this for so long and having to be flexible and navigate even through being prepared. And y'all, it's been so much fun watching John throughout the years on CNN. Heck, the BBC, meaning there are times he would have to be ready at all times of the Three day. Three or four o'clock in the morning, absolutely. And or night to talk about even some of the biggest stars to ever be on our planet, like Michael Jackson, so much stuff that has happened, but you've handled even some of the most scandalous stories. You would insert a joke here or there, and you never, I guess, you weren't the guy that was going to come. Even if you had the tea, it's how you shared it especially if it was true yeah you know one of my benchmarks as a journalist was uh you're not empowered by the stories you tell you're empowered by the secrets you keep and so for me it was always the long game um there are countless examples of people who had a big scoop or big exclusive and they knew it would get them huge traffic but then they walk into a room at a party and nobody wants to talk about them uh, talk around them or wants them there because they don't feel safe. There's nothing sacred about their presence. You know, this space now has been co-opted by somebody who might see something, then they're going to go say something, you know, 
Um, for me, um, when I was on and I was working, I identified I was working. If I sat down with you with a recorder in front of you, I'm working. When we turn the recorder off, we talk human to human. And that was one of my, my gifts. And so I remember there were a couple uh, of the bloggers who started out in the business and they would reach out to me for advice and tell, because when, mm. when I started doing entertainment news, there really wasn't any black men in the space. Uh, there were some women and some folks who had come and were thriving. Uh, and, you know, when I was a latchkey kid uh, as a teenager watching TV, I remember seeing Tanya Hart on uh on you know so a lot of the talk shows would have sh um entertainment experts on friday it'd be tanya hart flo anthony and every now and then you'd see jamie foster brown from sister to sister and those were like the three uh, african-american people that i would see on television and when i started in the business both tanya and flo were exceptionally welcoming to me and kind to me and offered me advice on how to you know, just to break through, you know what I'm saying? And so but both of those are ladies who also had great relationships. Flo is somebody who was very close with the Jacksons. She considers Latoya Jackson one of her best friends. I one time walked in a bar with Flo Anthony and Lionel Richie jumped up and you would have thought it was Queen Elizabeth, how excited he was to see her based on their relationships. And Tanya Hart as a woman who opened up uh, BET's West Coast Bureau, you know, she, you know, had... Uh, gave Tupac Shakur his first mainstream uh, mm. interview. And, and, and the documentaries and stuff that you see now, when you see this pretty light-skinned lady sitting down having a conversation with Tupac, that's Tanya. People who have relationships, you know, um, they have celebrity friends and then they have friends that happen to be celebrities. And so I looked at um, them and, and the other lesson that I learned early on is that networking will take you further than your skills and ability ever can. We all know talented people all over this country sitting at home wishing that somebody would take them off the sidelines and put them in the game. Wow. And the truth of the matter is they haven't fostered the type of relationships to give them the access to be able to showcase what they're actually able to do. And so learning to network early on and then moving with integrity by being able to understand as a professional, I can get what I get and I can tell a really good story when I was a journalist without having to violate your trust without having to disrespect you, without having to shame you, you know? And so I was able to do that. And again, now uh, in the second act of my life, uh, you know, because before I became Sherry's executive producer, you know, you mentioned some of the TV stuff that I did. I mean, I, I walked away from the writing part of my career and really just focused on the on-camera stuff. And so this was the next iteration, you know, being able to be one of the bosses behind the scene and go on this Come journey on. with Sherry. And some of the same relationships from the beginning of my career, I can call those same celebrities. If a publicist is blocking them from coming on the show or they want to send them to one of the competition show, I can pick up the phone and say, uh, remember uh, in 2027, I mean, I'm mean, sorry, when 2007, when you told me if I ever need anything to call you, I'm calling them my favor. And you can't call in favors if you aren't good to people in the early phases of those relationships. Y'all, y'all want to talk about secrets? John is so correct. <laughs> Weren't you on the phone when I was going through a breakup? <laughs> yes. I try not to ever talk about that because it was, but that was, <laughs> on that day, I wish there was a camera in your house because I felt like if there was a camera in your house recording you, it was like the perfect audition tape for like, if they ever did like the movie version of Snapped or if Tyler Perry won. Remember the role Tasha uh, Smith played when she was the evil mother uh, girlfriend going nuts on Idris Elba and, uh, and, that, uh, and that movie? I, there was yep, a side of you I had you. never seen on that phone. And I said, 
If she was recording this, this is the audition tape she'd ever need for it. And it's rare. It is rare. But don't play in my face. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what what I literally got on the phone and I called John because I think I was in such disbelief. Maybe it was just the audacity of this individual. <laughs> I can't recall, but I just remember every now and then we talk about that. But y'all, this is because of years of relationship has been cultivated. He has shown me that I can trust him and vice versa. So I'm just Absolutely. thankful to have somebody like that. When I was going through managerial transitions and everything, not knowing who can I tell this to, what can I do? John Murray walked me through that. He's walked me through so much, which leads me to the fact that um, you've talked about the safety and the relationships that you have with people. And I'm excited. We're going to get to Sherry Shepard in a moment. But talk about the fact that you have been a coach as well to a lot of talent on how to be on television or if something comes out on them, you show them how to navigate trouble or what could possibly be career ending yeah one of the things uh, listen as a writer you learn early on you need multiple strings of income and so i was having a level of success but i wanted greater success and so one of the things that um, i started doing was media training and artist development and so what most people don't know is and you hear about it when you hear about the glory days of, of motown or the golden years of hollywood how the studios will prepare the stars on being stars or how the record companies will prepare the artists on how to present themselves and how to uh talk to the public and so it, it went away for a long time but there were several record companies that started to reinvest in their artists and uh uh shout out to karen jackson who at the time was at EMI and then Motown, she was somebody who really saw the need to work on some of her artists. And, and so I be, they became a major client of mine. And um, on the faith-based side, I started to help artists like Kiara Sheard and Tasha Cobbs and Forever Jones before Doe broke out to become a solo singer. And uh, I was working with jazz artists and R&B artists. And then I had a whole uh, crew of Hollywood stars that would not do major media appearances without me getting uh, them together. And so um, Sherry Shepard was a friend of mine and also a client. And so like the uh, we met at Dr. Bobby Jones, funny enough, he had a, I used to do an artist retreat twice a year in Las Vegas. And Sherry was a big reader of my column. She came up to me in the hallway one day and was like, hey, I know you don't know who I am, but I'm a big fan of your work. And I was like, oh, you're the little black actress on all the big white sitcoms. Of course I know you. And we became friends. And John, and John really, John really will say that. Like, yes. he's not lying. Go ahead. And she laughed and we exchanged information and we, we became friends. And so whenever Sherry would do appearances, when she, when she was co-hosting The View, sometimes whenever topics and stuff, she wanted to... Uh, work through. Uh, she'd bring me on to help her figure that out. If she had to go do a promo run for a movie project or something, she'd have me come and help her finesse her sound bites and stuff. And so what I did not realize then was that it really was setting me up for my life as a producer. Right it was, now. It was teaching me how to get the best out of people. It was teaching me how to connect with people so that they could be their best. Um, and so uh, when I was, and so prior to this executive producer run with Sherry, I had done a bunch of consulting producing for some award shows and some specials. I had both produced and directed some episodes of TV One's Uncensored, but the executive producer role 
is you're the boss. You know, you hire, you fire, you have one of the final says on creative, you're leading the team. And so there were people when Sherry said, I will only go on this journey with John that was looking like, how did he get the leap for all of all those people? And, you know, how is he in this position? And the truth of the matter is the late, great Bill Getty, who helped uh, create The View with Barbara Walters, he helped mentor me through this process of going on this executive producer journey, along with Twitch, who was at Ellen, along with Heather Gray, who was at the talk, and along with my dear friend, Kat McKenzie, who's at GMA3. But Bill said something to me. He said, John, throughout the course of my career, I've seen celebrities give their hairdressers executive producer credits, their dog walkers executive producer credits. He said, sometimes crazy celebrities would sometimes want to give people EP credits just to put money in their pockets so they wouldn't have to pay them their salary directly. He said, but you have a superpower here. There's nobody who knows Sherry as good as you do. There's nobody who's going to get the performance out of her the way that you will because of that relationship. And you guys are going into a situation where people who need to learn her and you're almost like the Sherry Whisperer. He said, that's an invaluable asset. So he said, despite the fact that you know this genre, despite the fact that you're great with people, you're going to be a great leader and you're really going to help produce this wonderful content. If they were just paying you for the relationship alone, he said, it's worth every dime. And it really shifted my perspective walking into this space. And it prepared me for a lot of what I was going to encounter as we were embarking on the journey of the Sherry Show. So, so good. And you have been walking with Sherry Shepard for a number of years in a four-way to, to, to some of the shows. She was a co-host on The View yeah. as well. And now you two, she, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she like made a promise like, John, when I get my talk show, you're coming with me. Yeah, so, you know, um, Sherry and I had a very unique relationship because uh, when Sherry was approached to join The View, uh, she had agents, she had managers and all that stuff. She said she was praying and she, uh, and she asked God, I want to talk to somebody who's not on my payroll and I really want to get objective advice from them. And I literally, I was in Chicago. I was doing a, a speech at Burrell Communications. I was out shopping, walking down Michigan Avenue. Phone rings and Sherry, I answer it. And she told me about her offer to join The View. And we talked about it and that particular year, it didn't happen because they brought Rosie O'Donnell on the show and they didn't want to mm. add a second co-host. Fast forward about eight months later, Sherry started guest co-hosting on The View again. Uh, the whole Rosie and Elizabeth blow up happens. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're looking to bring Sherry on the show again as a permanent co-host. Well, her team at the time, the negotiations didn't go very well. And ABC took their offer back from her. And Sherry called me and she cried. She's really upset. And I coached her on how I thought she could resurrect the deal. I basically told her, I need you to call Bill Getty. I need you to share his heart, your heart with him, and tell him why the financials, the math ain't math. And so she did exactly as I said. Uh, Bill Getty told her, if you, if you take this deal, the rest of the money is going to come. And she said those were the exact words I had said to her. So it was almost like God was using him to confirm what I said. The deal happened and the rest is history. And Sherry's never made another major uh, decision in the entertainment industry again without talking to me. So that set the foundation of our relationship. When she went into guest host um, for Wendy Williams, initially in 2019, Sherry said, hey, can you come in and help me? In addition to you just helping produce me and my approach to the questions, I want you to come and help write the show, help me structure the show. And so I came in, I helped write her monologue for the top of show, you know, mm -hmm. helped her with the guests and things like that. What most people don't know is this particular company had offered Sherry a deal in 2019 to embark on a talk show journey. 
and things didn't work out. Uh, the pandemic didn't happen. And so 2021, Sherry happened to be in New York City. Uh, she was filling in at the view that week for somebody who was out all week. And she got a call to come in and fill in for Wendy. Again, this was the season which Wendy didn't have. Everybody was guest hosting that particular season. And Sherry called and said, do I really want to do this? Is this something I should do? And I said to her, well, don't look at it like you're going back to co-host this time. How about go in and do a five-day pilot? Show America what the Sherry Shepard show would look like. You've been taking all these meetings. People are uncertain about the market. They want panel shows. Let's show them that you can do a single host show and that you can own this space. And she said, well, I'll only do it if you come and do it with me. Again, I came in, five yeah. shows. I helped her write the shows. Uh, and, you know, and it was it was a tough time. We're coming out the pandemic. There are all these testing and protocols. And we'd have to sit in the hotel for hours and build out this show. And we helped her handpick each of the guests and the segments that she did. And by the end of the first week, the ratings were through the roof. The research was great. And everybody was saying, uh, this should be the Sherry show. And so Sherry came to me and said, um, I know you're talking to one of the news agencies about coming on as a contributor. I know you're up for another cable show. And I know this big company's talking to you about a podcast. What would it take for you to walk away from everything that you have going on to come on this journey with me? And I said, well, I got to pray about it first. And so I came back to her the next day and I said, listen, I'll come on this journey with you. If I have this title, if I have these responsibilities, and if they pay me my money. And she said, cool. I won't have a deal unless you have a deal. And Sherry called her team and said, listen, until John's deal is done, don't send me a contract. And she also had an offer. So she could either do a sitcom or she could do a talk show. She had options. And she said, I'm only doing the talk show if John is a part of it. She says, because I serve it up. This is his vision. He's the one who made it look good. And so my deal was finally done. And, you know, it's been an interesting journey. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't necessarily uh, walked away from as much as I had going on to do this with anybody else. But in hindsight, it's really been a blessing. And I think it's a blessing because this whole opportunity has been ordained by God. Absolutely. Was it tough to have that conversation with Sherry because she's your friend? Like, that was a tough conversation. Like, Sherry, I'll come, but I got to have this title. I got to get paid this much. I got to do this. Like, you're always good at having tough conversations. Yeah. You weren't nervous? You know what? I think maybe 10 years ago, I would have been nervous. Maybe six years ago, I would have been nervous. Um, let me say the mind space I was in in 2021 when we had this conversation. I had never faced as much rejection as I had in my life until I walked away from being a writer and a radio personality to live my dreams in television. Mm. Um, the truth of the matter is, and I, I'm not speaking out of turn, it's widely reported and it times up and mo moments like that have really kind of shown that the television business and entertainment in whole is still really controlled by a bunch of very old white men. And sometimes people of color mm -hmm. and diverse people aren't always the flavors of the month. And so I went through a phase where I would go in and meet with the executives and they'd be like, you're amazing. You're so great, but um, you're broad and I don't know what to do with you. Well, I'm broad because I wouldn't study broadcasting. And so do with me what you did with Tom Bergeron or do with me what you did with Regis Philbin or do with me what you did with my white counterparts that seem to get all the jobs. And during this particular phase, when I was having these meetings and stuff, it's, it felt like only black NFL players and black comedians were getting the jobs. And so it was a tough place to it come down to me and somebody else. And then the one they caught the football got the gig. Or, or they say, we're looking for a Michael Strahan type. Then they just hire Michael Strahan. 
And the one time I met him, I was like, can you stop taking every job so somebody else can work? And he laughed. And so all of that was going on. And then the pandemic hit and nobody was working. And I really took the pandemic and did some self-work. I really tried to empower myself and better myself and really connecting with people who were enriching and encouraging. And somebody who was so pivotal and keeping me encouraged in that season of my life was somebody you've had on this show, Dr. Jay Barnett, just a good brother and just, and, and, and has a really great gift of being able to pour into people right in the time that they needed. And so by the time 2021 came around, um, I had heard Robin Roberts do an interview where she said, optimism is a muscle that gets stronger put to practice. And something about her saying that shifted me because they say if you do something for 28 days, it becomes normal for you. And so I decided I'm going to try 28 days of optimism because I want to make that my new norm. And so literally every day, starting in May of 2021, I woke up with this blind anticipation that some good news was coming my way. I woke up every day, just, I would pick up my phone to see if it was a text message or an email. I would check a voicemail to see if it was a job offer. I believe that something good was coming in my way, coming my way. And the first few days, it was silly. I'd wake up with this smile on my face. Yeah, I go looking for these messages. But I did it until it became comfortable and became my norm. And so by the time Sherry and I are having this conversation, which is November of this year, there have been so many great things that had happened that summer leading up until this point. And so I was so confident in what God was about to do in my life and what I was manifesting by my own goodwill and my own optimism that I was so comfortable having this conversation because I knew I had options. And if, if I was going to go on a journey that I knew wasn't going to be comfortable for me, that I was walking with some people that didn't want me to be there, and that I was going to have to catch the bullets that Sherry would never see, then mm. I needed to be able to do it with the cushions of knowing uh, when I leave here, I have this title, my bank account, I have this amount of money, and all the other elements will work together because I need to have those things to make up for what I'm losing in some mental mind space because... It, it's a lot that you take on to go on a journey like this, you know? John, you just gave somebody here something that they probably need to do for 28 days. They've been trying to figure out what is the secret to my success? How am I going to make this transition? How is this dream going to come true? But maybe sometimes our mindset, maybe we wake up being negative. We have negative conversations. We're surrounding ourselves with negative people. And maybe just like you said, waking up being optimistic. Come on, Sounds of Blackness sings the song, honey. Be optimistic. Listen, they 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 sang the blueprint. And really, we we you know, there was a time on the Oprah show where they were talking about the secret. And the secret dealt with manifestation. You know, if you were in the Pentecostal church, they would say, name it and claim it. Uh, <laughs> everybody has an iteration, you know, of what you put out is what you get back. And I put out the anticipation that there was a blessing coming my way, that, that the opportunity was coming my way. And if I would have stayed in the space of, oh, well, I'm about to go ahead and lose another job to another football player. Oh, it's coming down to me and somebody else who used to be in a boy band. They're going to choose him again, even though he can't talk that well. I would have become so cynical and so negative that I would not have been open to receive the blessing that came in. Um, I'm a great example of state of course. 
Like, yes, my act one as a writer and as a radio personality, I was 25 years old and I joined the number one and the first nationally syndicated black morning show to ever be successful, the Tom Jordan morning show. For some people, that was the dream. For me, that was just scratching the surface because I knew that was just one more step in what I wanted to do, you know? And when I started taking my TV meetings and stuff, I used to tell people all the time, you know, you meet with these executives, I don't care how long your resume is and how much you've done. They've never heard of you before. And you go in and you have to sell yourself to them. And and so, I had good, by the way, what does our good friend Isaac say? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, but I go in and meet with these executives and they say, so tell me about yourself. And I was like, I want to be the Black Regis Philbin. And they go, oh, because they could understand that. I feel like I want to be the Black Tom Bergeron. I love his versatility. Oh, um, But what I didn't know then that I know now is, being the Black Regis Philbin would have been fun. And I could have done it and made a whole lot of money. It is so much rewarding being the Black Michael Gelman. Michael Gelman is the executive producer who produced the show that Regis was on. And he's sometimes on camera. And so you see him enough that you recognize him and you know him. Uh, but he has the power to be able to take people off the bench and put them in the game. And there have been some folks that I used to test against for shows or I've seen them work. I respect their work. And all of a sudden we're launching some new franchise. And I'm like, you know what? You'd be good for that. And, and then having the ability to take some correspondent or some host or somebody who I know only needs an opportunity and know somebody who sees them for the value that they bring and give them an opportunity. And they have that look in their eye like, thank you. Like I used to when somebody gave me an opportunity. Yes. Best feeling in the world. John, not only, I believe, was it your optimism that landed you the role of being the executive producer of one of the most refreshing daytime talk shows, which is the Sherry Shepard show. But I believe it was the seed sown prior, like you said, for telling me and a host of others, hey, there's going to be some opening slots coming on. Make sure you get your management and your agent you know, make sure, you know, you know about it. And sure enough, John wasn't lying. He knew what he was talking about. And so I I believe it was that too. I also believe just how you treat people matter so much. Um, If y'all don't take anything away from this conversation too, how you treat people along the way can determine your future. So I am not dismissing the optimism that you did for those days, but I think it was so much that you did along the way. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot 
is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I wanted to ask about diversity. You kind of touched on it a little bit. And then as they say, I won't keep you there. I won't hold you much longer. (laughs) But I'm just excited to see. I mean, heck, we looked at the Emmys. How many of us were up winning, holding that trophy, which gives me so much hope. But you probably, you know a little bit more on the inside of, or the algorithm of, of what's going on on the inside of Black Hosts, black executive producers, do you think it's getting better in that area of diversity? You know, uh, in front of the camera, it's been it's been better for a long time. Hollywood still has a pay inequity when it comes to people of color uh, and, and our white counterparts. Um, and that's something that I think everybody's working to eradicate. We've seen Taraji be very vocal recently about, you know, the pay disparity between her and some of her white actress counterparts, Octavia Spencer, Viola Davis, they've all talked about it. But I do think uh, the ability to work, I mean, listen, there was a time where uh, in Black Hollywood in particular, the only roles you could get were in Tyler Perry movies and TV shows uh, because being Black was not the flavor of the month in Tinseltown. They didn't see the value in us. And so, um, but then, you know, shortly thereafter, you had Shonda Rhimes who emerged and uh, with uh, Scandal and Kerry Washington and How to Get Away with Murder and Viola Davis and all of this diversity started to come back. And in the hosting space, 
uh, black women have had it really, really good for quite a while. I mean, at one point, there were almost like 10 black female hosts on TVs, whether panels or uh, solo shows or even some of the news shows. Uh, if you look at two of the most successful uh, morning anchors, you have Robin Roberts uh, and you have Gail King. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly uh, Hoda Kotb's uh, nationality breakdown, but she's a woman of color. And so diversity has been particularly good for the women. Uh, it's been a little slower for the brothers. For uh, black men, for, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. the opportunities have been a little slow. And I think part of the reason why I'm grateful for Sherry is that there are very few black men have rose to the level of executive producer in daytime. There are lots of black women who have achieved this milestone, but black men in particular, this isn't our norm. And so, you know, you had Rashawn McDonald who did it with Steve Harvey. Uh, you had Twitch who did it at Ellen. Uh, and there may have been a few others that, whose names I just don't know. But even when I talk to some of the journeymen in producing in this format in particular, they can't name you a lot of black men to do this work. And so I didn't realize I was walking in such rarefied air until I got in this space and people began to connect with me. You know, I, I want this business to start to look more like our country, which is a very inclusive country, you know? Uh, uh, jokingly, I tell people, but it's the truth, I never saw an episode of Friends because it was based in New York City and none of the Friends looked like me. And anybody who's been to New York City on any street corner at any given time, it looks like the United Nations is having a session in this city because it's just such a diverse and inclusive city. And there's studies and all types of data that support that when projects and films and TV shows are very diverse, they just perform better with an overall audience. And the sooner the industry catches up with the stats of it all, I think they'll continue to have more success. You know, I think streaming has offered an alternative because a lot of these streaming apps um, have these series that are very diverse and inclusive. And, and uh, people were looking for something that was a little more refreshing that also looked like them. And I'm hoping that we continue to make some milestones and sing the Emmys. You know, you had uh, uh, two Asian actors uh, who I think had historic wins. You had uh, Quentin Brunson, who uh, won an Emmy that, in a category that had not been won since 1981 when Isabel Sanford won for playing Wheezy on The Jefferson. It is 2024, and someone had not won in the category that was a Black woman since 1981. So for all the progress we've made, there's still a lot to be done. And I'm hoping that I can just move the, the card up the, the hill a yes. little more, that I can have an impact on that, you know? Yes. John? And, and Michelle, let me say this to you. We were talking about versatility and stuff. There is nobody who's been more versatile than you. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that I really respect about um, the Destiny's Child story is that each of you all have come out of this thing with your own lane. You know, um, the Supremes, Mary Wilson had a solid career, but many of the other women that came through the Supremes did not have the same level of success as either Mary or Diana Ross. And, you know, you decided you wanted to conquer theater. You, you know, wanted to get back to your roots and do gospel. But you have one of the best dance records. And I know I talk your head off about your dance record. But you have one of the best dance records that was right before its time because you did this dance record and all of a sudden everybody else was dancing. And uh, as an actor and as a TV host, 
I mean, you've hit multiple sectors. You're an investor in a WNBA team. You don't talk about your entrepreneurial endeavors. And look what Kelly has done. You know, she went and conquered the international market. She, too, uh, was one of the first to partner with a DJ and have one of those big Euro um, smash records. And, and her acting and, and, and her work with brands. I mean, she's become one of the brand. Kelly always selling a daggone product. It's soap. It's okay. bath water. It's something, you know. It's something. But seeing how you all have become all these multi-hyphenates and you work when and how you want to and only do projects that are rewarding and serve you well, it speaks to the choices and the versatility that each of you all have had too. So I couldn't have you talk about me being versatile and I've had these multiple iterations without putting the mirror on you and reflecting on the fact that you've done a daggone good job of doing it yourself. John, as our good friend Tim says, my G. That was so kind. Thank you. I said so many names because we just have so many mutual friends. This episode has been an absolute masterclass. John, I really hope you do something this year or next year. Just John Murray presents. I just sitting here listening to you is just giving me so many memories. It's letting me know what persistence being consistent, being nice, what being prepared and being optimistic, what it can do. We are so excited about Sherry Shepherds, these upcoming season. You're in season what? It's our second season. We are at the halfway mark. You know, we'll be doing original episodes through like late May, sometime early June. Uh, and, you know, we got picked up for two seasons. So we'll be uh, starting it all over again in season three. And so, I'm just grateful that people, uh, I'll tell you this real quick. We had an 81-year-old woman come to this show. She's been going through a cancer procedure. Uh, she just finished her first round of it, was about to go through a second. And she said, I had my two daughters bring me to this show because I told them I need to experience this joy in person. And then we got another letter from a lady who gets chemotherapy on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And she said she schedules her appointments around the airing of our show because while she's going through the worst thing in her life, we give her the escapism she needs. So uh, I said in that Forbes article um, mm -hmm. that recently came out on me that I feel like we're in the ministry of joy and laughter, that we're connecting and inspiring people in non-traditional ministry. But to know that you're offering people something that not only just connects with them, makes them laugh and gives them an hour of escapism, but people are scheduling their medical appointments because you're serving their soul in a way they hadn't. Uh, it's the most rewarding thing and one of the, the greatest aspects of doing this work. That's so good. I would say, do you have any parting words that you want to say to people? Because my podcast, you know, the foundation of it has been mental health. Yeah. And everything that you've said should definitely brighten somebody's day. Even in the Forbes article, you share things about your father not being in your life and, you know, things like that. But you're here and we're talking today. What do you have to share to people who might kind of be struggling a little bit today? Yeah, listen, if, if you've got dreams, goals and aspirations, I tell you to stay the course. TV host, personality, Bevy Smith has a phrase where she says it gets greater later. And so often, and particularly because of social media, we feel the pressures of having that microwave success. You put in 60 seconds of voila. But the truth of the matter is, uh, and I stole this line from a comedian named Coco Brown, some of the best meals you get 
They come out of a crock pot. And so they're these people who you, they look like they're overnight successes, but they've been putting in 20 years. You know, sometimes you take and you set that meat in your crock pot before you leave the office and let it cook for eight days and you come home and it's the most tender. Um, there are a lot of things that I wanted to do early on in my career. And I can't tell you that I was mature enough or would have had the responsible mm-hmm. nature of being able to sustain the financial benefits of this work. But now as a man in my 40s, I have to say, um, I understand and appreciate every milestone of this journey. Um, I understand the importance of this journey. And I appreciate the blessing of being able to walk in this elevated space now more than ever before. And so I tell everybody, stay the course, work with integrity, and be kind to people. Anybody that tells you that you can't be a leader or you can't have success and you also can't be kind to people is somebody who's lying or they're intentionally nasty just because. But I remember before the whole slap with Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith was one of the greatest Hollywood stars I'd ever encountered because I don't care where I was and when you saw him, he would go out of his way to speak to you. He would make you feel like you were the only person in the room. He would remember your name. Um, and there was just something about him. At his, you don't have to be this successful and this kind. And yet he was. And so I say all that to say that you can have a level of success. You can uh, reach your goals and your dreams and your beliefs and thrive in business. And you can also be nice to people. I promise you, it's easier to be nice to most people. Come you know, as I said, most people, right? Most people, you, you, did, say, you did say, it's easy. We gotta, it's easy we to be, be nice. We should be kind to all people, but it's easier to be nice to most. And so, if, you, if you don't know how to be nice and you apply that 28-day habit rule that I told you, where you practice being nice for 28 days, so that can become your new normal. Come on, somebody. You talking right. Y'all, he, he said tied so it all much in together. And did he has said so much? This whole episode deserves its own praise break. John, thank you for checking in. It's my pleasure. Anytime you need me to check in in the future, I'm here for you. All right, my dude, love you so much. We'll talk again soon. Listen, I'm blessed. I am so blessed. I've had some of the most amazing conversations today, John Murray being one of them. I'm so thankful for relationship along the years, one of my truth tellers. And um, I'm, I'm so glad to see him rise. I'm so excited to see him soar and live his dreams. And I pray you have friends that they're excited to see you soar, excited to see you rise as well. If you don't, you've got the wrong circle of friends. And so if you can also put into practice what he was talking about, those 28 days of optimism. I'd love to see how it's working out for you. Know that I love you and thank you again for listening to this amazing episode of Checking In. Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.